This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number one, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site, we give them away. Unlike those other radio talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their features, we do it for free. freetalklive.com. We'll start things out by going right into the phone calls. This is the show about your call, so let's start with Chris in Indianapolis, listening on uh, the Internet. Hey, Chris. Hey. Um, I just want to say, um, well, I want to talk about uh, hippies. Hippies? Yeah, hippies and uh, protesting and lynch mobs. Um, All right, go for it. You're going to tie this uh, all in together? Yeah. Okay, um, great. Give it a shot. (laughs) Hippies, um, they... uh, uh, they're pretty much like they were worthless. You know, they didn't do anything. Okay. They, they did a lot of protesting. Um, you talking about had, in the '60s, the uh, the early '70s? Yeah, yeah, like during the Vietnam era, like uh-huh. the late '60s, early '70s. Um, so protesting and, is worthless then, in your mind? Well, the thing about it is, is it actually the only thing that the hippies did was show that the um, the government isn't going to listen to. I mean, you could have like you could have probably 7 million people out in front of the White House, and they're just, they're just, they're not going to ignore it. They're going to say something, but as far as policy or anything like that, they're just going to completely ignore it, you know? And, probably. Uh, well, more than likely. I mean, I, if, if it didn't happen then, then it's never going to happen, really. I mean, with the, the amount of people they had protesting all, you know, well... Well, they did pull out of Vietnam eventually. I don't know if, it, I don't know if the protests were a factor in that. I doubt it. Um, well, anyway, um, the whole thing about the, the Kent State thing where they actually shot them. Yeah, well, they mm-hmm. shot the hippies. Yeah, they shot the hippies. Um, <laughs> they, uh, That's not funny. They, uh, I just think it's funny how he's wrapping it together. <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole thing about that is, uh, you know, I guess now nowadays it wouldn't, I don't know if that would necessarily happen like that, but... I mean, that's basically like the end all, you know, when the cops start shooting the crowd, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but how it ties into lynch mobs is, uh, I was thinking about this the other day, and, you know, about, like, protesting and everything like that, and how you, how, how you could actually make a real change. And um, uh, I, I realized that um, how lynch mobs, you know, how they used to go and, like, nab people out of jails and go lynch them? Uh-huh. And, you know, the, the cops really couldn't do nothing about it because, you know, you only got, like, two or three cops and you got, like, 100 people, you know, coming to get the person or whatever, so they're kind of powerless. Um, but if n- now if you could take someone who, uh, you know, like I, just like Russell Canning, you guys talk about him all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they pick this guy up for, like, you know, a, a, a completely ridiculous reason um, that, well, it's kind of an idea that you have basically a lynch mob but instead of going to get the guy to lynch them, they go to get the guy to just free to them. To free him, yeah. Yeah. That is uh, that is an idea that has been proffered in the past, and I think it's an interesting one. Uh, obviously, we have a long way to go before you would have enough people with enough cojones to pull yeah. off something like that. I think That'd right now dangerous. we're not even, I don't think we're anywhere even close to something like that. But I think it's an interesting concept. Yeah, I was just thinking that uh, it'd be really dangerous. You would actually have to have people there who are, you know, like, you'd probably have to have real guns. Uh, you'd probably have to have, like, the non-lethal uh, weapons also. And No, I don't see why you would need guns. I think that it would work better if you'd have weapons. 
Because if you had weapons, then they have every reason to shoot to kill. Um, however, if you're an unarmed crowd of angry civilians, uh, yeah. then it's a different story. Then yeah. you're there demanding something that is obviously popular enough to where a hundred people have come out to the jail yeah. in order to uh, storm the jail. Um, then are they going to shoot you, an unarmed populace? Didn't stop them at Kent State. I, I'm well, not saying it would stop them, but wouldn't you agree, Mark, that if you were armed, armed? then it's guaranteed? I, um, I try to. Yes. Okay. I try to put myself in the cop's position. Like, if you're, let's say, one of five cops, you know, and it's like 2 a.m. and at the jail, and you got like five, six hundred people right out front, and some of them are armed, some of them are not. You know, I mean, I, to shoot into that crowd would be. I mean, it'd almost be like suicide. You know, I, the mob would rule. Really, I mean. You're not going to get away. It it depends on how brave the mob is. Uh, I guess if the mob had had been as brave to even show up to do something like that, then um, I I am I would I would be very curious to see how something like that turned out. Because essentially, wouldn't that be armed rebellion? Or yeah. I mean, if it was armed, wouldn't it be armed rebellion? And if it were uh, if it were unarmed, then would it be unarmed rebellion? I mean, either way, it's the people rebelling against the state. And yeah. boy, would that be awesome! I, I have to say, if it were unarmed, I think I could. I think I could support that. I don't think that in that case, if it were unarmed, that anyone could call that violent. That's just popular demand at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. A majority of the people that showed up at the jail tonight wanted to release this guy, so we should release him. I mean, they're <laughs> all about majorities, right? They do love their majorities. Yeah. Yeah, but then again, you know, it's just like the whole hippie thing. They, I mean, they just. Tell the mob to get away, or I mean, you'd have to be fast because then they just call in a whole bunch of cops. And well, right, exactly. That's going to give them the excuse. You know, they're going to call that a rebellion. They're going to say this needs this rebellion needs to be suppressed. And you're right, they will call in the you know they'll call the state police in. They'll call over cops from the next county. Uh, yeah. They'll call in the feds if they can. But nonetheless, it's an interesting idea, and um, I'd certainly show up with a video camera. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to have people there. I mean, certain it, certain people would. I think certain people would have to be armed. Certain people would have to be ready to actually like wrestle around with the cops. Then certain people would, I think, would have to have like nonviolent we- or non-lethal weapons, um, like tasers and, and the rubber bullets. Right. And certain people would be there with video cameras, and then some people would just be there for watching. You know, some you know, it have to be kind of a. It have to be coalesced really fast. All Interesting time. idea, Chris. Well, if there was any wrestling around with the cops, I suspect that's when they would open fire on the crowd. Well, I mean, if you only got five cops and you got like 20 guys jumping on Not top of Not a lot of re- wrestling going on, no. Yeah, and then, you know, you can just cuff them up really fast. And How many cops over. are normally on? I mean, in, in a re- relatively small county jail, how many cops are you dealing with at any given time of the night? I don't know, but they more than likely have like glass windows and, you know, ways to seal themselves. Oh, in, yes. Sure. Oh, they're secure, of course. They have to find a way around that, but it's just an idea. Very good. Chris, I like it. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. It's certainly original It's certainly original thinking. 800-259-9231. I think you have to work from within the system. Uh, well, okay. I, I see where you're coming from on that, Mark, but uh, presuming that the system is unchangeable and immobile and the system con- continues to lock up your compatriots for the silliest of things, like uh, in the ca- he mentioned Russell Canning. He was recently in jail for... About three weeks because he didn't have a driver's license when he was driving around. Uh, I, I think in that in those cases, if if people were courageous enough to do something like that, I would be absolutely fascinated to see what would happen. I'd be fascinated. I wonder how violent the state would get in that case. 
especially if the people were unarmed. I understand that Chris is saying he thinks some people should be armed, but if you've got a thronging mob full of people that are all completely unarmed, then what would happen? How tyrannical and terrible would the government be in response? It, It wouldn't be good. No, it probably wouldn't be good at all. But nonetheless, uh, I'm curious now. 800-259-9231. Let's continue with the calls. Talk to, it is Paul in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paul. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. Great. What's up? Hey, um, um, I'm calling in today to express a a huge concern. Um, On a couple of your past shows, um, Mm. there was a gentleman by the name of Adam. He called in from Texas, and he was basically calling in to point out that um, when I had called in to talk about unilateral, unilateral and a bilateral contract, that it was basically, uh, I guess in his words, kind of insane to believe that something like that exists. Okay. And, um, you know, here's somebody who calls in and he doesn't even research it because you can just Google unilateral and bilateral contracts. Yeah, I guess his argument was that as long as there are two entities involved in the agreement, then that it can't be called unilateral. Whereas you were saying that if it's an in, basically a non-negotiable contract, and this is as I understood it, uh, that if it was non-negotiable, you either sign or you don't, then that's not so much by it's not so much bilateral. No, the the bilateral and the unilateral only apply to legal uh, legally enforceable promises. There you go. Well, we can go back and forth on this forever. To me, it's really irrelevant. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Two callers disagree. What do you know? <laughs> this is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. we got uh, Brian in Colorado. He wants to talk about OPH. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, completely free. That, by the way, includes the wiki. Over 1,350 pages created by listeners like you. It's the listener-editable version of our website. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what that's all about. Wiki.freetalklive.com. The Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest, and it's June 18th through the 24th. At Porkfest, you'll be able to tour New Hampshire on special Free State Project bus tours or on your own here and discuss the progress and the future of the Free State Project and talk with New Hampshire natives and those who made the move. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. As we continue with the calls, you can bring up whatever you want. Let's go to Brian in Colorado on the Amplifier line. Hello, Brian. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, a couple months ago, I bought the uh, Operation Politically Homeless kit from the Advocates. And just Lovely. Looking for, a, looking for a place to use it. They have a kit. It's, you know, 40 or 50 bucks. It has the poster and all the cards and everything. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, we have this event that comes through our neighborhood every uh, year, the first, uh, I don't know, uh, Sunday of June, where 1,200 bicycles come by. What kind we of bicycles? 1,200. Oh, Okay. 1,200 uh, dirt bikes come through. Great. And about uh, two miles up the road in the canyon is, is where they stop, and there's a first aid station and a, and a rest stop. Right. So we were uh, having dinner on Saturday night, and we thought, hey, this might be a really good place to try out this kit. Great thinking. So uh, we, uh, we loaded up the cadet in the morning and uh, took a cruise up there and just put a table and set up the, the chart. You know, it took us three minutes to set up. Did they, wait, hold on, did they not care that you were just there? Did you call the organizers and ask for a table spot, or you just showed up? I took my scooter up there a few minutes before to just kind of look for the guy with the bullhorn. 
and right. said, hey, do you mind if we set this up? I, 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 he was a little reluctant. I said, well, you know, it's, it's for my kid's school. It's for a political science project. Ah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he let us set up right by where they're passing out the oranges. And um, uh, we were there just for an hour and a half, you know, for the, for the main part where, the, where most of the people were there in the morning because it gets kind of hot. And um, we had a, we had a blast. You had a what? I had a blast. A lot of fun. Super. I mean, the, uh, motorbike people, I'm guessing mostly males under the age of 27. Oh, these were, these were bicycles. Oh, bicycles. I'm sorry. Yeah, I missed that. So um, as a result, you know, bicycles, we got, we got a lot of, um, uh, you know, health-conscious type people. Fitness people, yeah. And so, so it tended, I'm looking at the chart right now, everything is above, above the, the middle line. Oh, we got a couple of status down there, but they just wanted their social security. So you're uh, saying, about, when you say above the middle line, you're talking about the Operation Politically Homeless uh, test. It's the world's smallest political quiz where t- people are asked to uh, respond to ten statements, uh, whether they agree or disagree, and then once they're all done, they get charted on this diamond chart. And you're saying that in the way the chart is set up, is libertarian is the top quadrant, liberals on the left, conservative on the right, centrist in the middle, and then uh, and then authoritarian or statist down at the very bottom. You're saying nobody scored statist or authoritarian. Well, there's a couple of dots down there, but but by and large, almost everybody is top of the centrist, top of the liberal, and we have probably oh almost a half libertarian in that in that uh, diamond up there. Mm, wow, that's a lot. So yeah, it was kind of like what I expected, but uh, you know, this is the first one I've done, and the first one the kids have done, and I've talked about it, and we really didn't know what to expect, and they were kind of you know, oh, I have to get out there and, and you know talk to adults. Um, I mean, they're almost adults themselves, but you know what that's like. Right. Uh, so, you know, we, we just went out there and got the clipboards and, and uh, came up with a, you know, you got to get that three-second, you know, would you like to take a political quiz? And they say no or whatever. Uh, you say, come on, it'll, it'll, ten questions to take it less than a minute. And then other people who, um, they say, oh, well, I know where I'm going to fall. Uh-huh. You know? And, and they, they, I say, well, show me. And they put their finger right there. And I said, prove it. And then they take right. the test. And some of them do, some of them don't. Yeah, I like to say you might be surprised because some be surprised. people are. Well, about half of them who did that uh, were pretty much right on. And the other half were nowhere near. There was no yeah. other rhyme or reason. <laughs> One guy, an older guy who was there helping with the water, uh, I said, hey, you want to? He said, how's it going over there? And I said, you want to take the test? Can we take it again? He says, well, uh, you, you know, I, I know I'm going to appear right of a tour of the hun. I said, uh, so why don't you try it? And so he filled out the test, and he came 80-80. Yeah. He was solid libertarian. Anybody that, it seems like anybody that calls themselves extreme left or extreme right ends up in our quadrant. Right. <laughs> very good. Congratulations, by the way, on that. Your very first Operation Politically Homeless, a successful endeavor. And uh, it, it's really encouraging to do those, isn't it, Brian? Oh, it, it's fabulous. You know, like I said, I didn't know what to expect. And now uh, now my kids, they, they don't want to do it. Oh, we're going to do this with a student quad, or, you know, we're going to do this for a... A class on logic, or and and, and they they just they're, they're wanting to borrow the thing all the time now, or, or nice. you know they're planning to, to looking for places to do this. It's so affordable. I mean, it, it, to get the operation politically homeless, uh, as you said, I think it's 50, less than fifty bucks on theadvocates.org. That's their website. They're they're the ones that is, essentially came up with the quiz originally decades ago. In fact, this thing is taken uh, worldwide by uh, classrooms. It's done on campuses. It's done at at fairs. I've done it at at gun shows. I've done it at lesbian pride fest. Uh, I mean, it, you can anywhere where there's a crowd of people milling around, you can set this booth. Uh, you can set this booth up, and, and it's, it's, it's amazing. It's pretty darned accurate. Um, yeah, it really you is. Know, you would think that they would have spun it in some way to to 
be pro-libertarian. I mean, that's that's what I assumed uh, when I first saw it is, ah, I'll bet you 50 percent of people show up in libertarian quadrant. And I wonder why. Mm. Um, but it doesn't seem that way. I have one. I have it right on my PDA and I administer it on a pretty regular basis to people. And um Many people that would you would think that uh, they would think that they would have showed up uh, liberal or conservative actually show up libertarian or I have ne- have yet have never met a statist um, I've never I haven't administered as many as you know you guys have being out at the fairs and that kind of thing We've talked about uh, political burnout on this show and doing more OPHs will I think prevent you from burning out because yeah, it'll, it, it'll energize you I'm sure yeah, it, it really gets you to realize that there is this there's this throng these this these masses of people out there in America that do agree with us they may not agree with us 100% but they certainly seem to agree with us more than anybody else right. it's these just the, that they don't the know issues. we're there right these are the easy issues as far as libertarians go that are on this test um i've noticed that it doesn't it doesn't go into the, the tough stuff like uh the illegal immigration <laughs> or anything like that roads right <laughs> but so there you, go. you know it 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 really does it it points people, um, you know, properly on the map. Well done, Brian. Any other thoughts or comments for us? Well, if, if, uh, I encourage anybody to do this. Uh, if you do it in the kit, you get a little sheet that says, uh, you know, go on the website and look at the manual. And the manual is excellent. You have to read it before you do your first one because I would have made a lot of mistakes that they talk about in there. Yeah. Yeah, you de- there's no point in making all of the mistakes that everyone else has already made in the past. Right. Um, so it's a great way to learn from it. And so I guess the the only tricky part about OPH is trying to decide where to do it. Because, I mean, if you don't know what's happening in your community, then you're kind of in the dark. Uh, so you, as long as you know what events are happening, then get out to do them. Of course, then some events charge money for tables and that sort of thing. So at some point it may be beyond your financial reach, like uh, – County fairs can be anywhere from $150 for a table all the way up to a grand for a table. So it all depends on what sort of finances you have. But it wouldn't take a lot of people. I mean, if you had a good core group of volunteers to chip in for 150 bucks, that's something you could cover. And then if you approach it uh, from the way that I did it, was that? And by the way, Brian, thank you for the call. We appreciate you sharing that with us. If you approach it the way I approach it, and that is that you're not there to give away information; you're there to sell it to people. Like you sell your brochures mm-hmm. for little amounts, like twenty-five cents or ten cents or a buck, some or small amount. Like that. But that way, they're not taking something they don't want. Right? They're not taking something they're just going to walk away and throw away. They're going to value it. They're going to take it home. They're going to read it because darn it, they spent money on it. And at least that way, you can make a few bucks back toward your table costs. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so do enjoy those on us, including archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Just go and get them for free, freetalklive.com. Did you know 9 out of 10 lawsuits in the world are filed in the United States? Any number of lawsuits, court orders, or greedy bureaucrats could leave you and your family penniless. At KeepYourAssets.net, they're experts in sheltering your wealth. You'll see that KeepYourAssets.net can help you be protected against those that wish uh, wish to take your wealth. That's KeepYourAssets.net. Still to come here tonight, got some good news, some bad news, and some good and bad news together. 
Okay. We'll find and uh, marijuana and let's see, um, porn are involved in both in uh, in these issues. But first to the phones and to the fun, because you can take control of the airwaves. Let's talk to Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Uh, yeah. There's uh, one libertarian way to address a problem. You know, just because the government has no right to uh, cross the line and initiate force as far as, you know, a lot of drunkenness and stuff is going on doesn't mean that we can't solve that problem. It just means we don't want to... Uh, we don't want to cross the line and initiate force. You're talking about uh, in a world where government is more restricted, in a world where government is very, very small and respects oh, people's rights? Right here. You see, people can host high school, uh, alcohol-free high school graduation parties on their property with the, restri- the, the restriction that it be alcohol-free. Of course, they're not initiating any force. It's their place. Okay, So they host this alcohol-free party, and... The graduates can go there and not drink, mm-hmm. okay, and they have something better to do than hang around down at a kegger and get drunk and vomit. Okay, okay. yes, people can do that. Very important because look at all the teenagers dying in drunk driving crashes. You know, like uh, on October 16, 2004, on Idlewild Road in Mint Hill, North Carolina, 19-year-old Ryan Yoho was killed by a drunk driver crossed onto his side, 28 years old, by the way, blew a 20, crossed onto his side and hit him head-on with an SUV. Mm, And uh, that's literally, from a uh, libertarian point of view, crossing the line and initiating mass times velocity equals force. Now, when your daughter, your uh, niece, your uh, sister, whoever's in a middle school, uh, junior high school, or high school, is invited to step outside and smoke a joint. Uh, she can always say no, but I'll step outside and not smoke a joint. Ooh, step outside. Now, what do you want to talk about? Uh, gee, uh, I never thought of that. She can give him some advice on how to find somebody. If, I mean, assuming he's not her type, you know. And, I mean, would you rather he be hanging out on a Saturday night getting all messed up, uh, hanging out with a bunch of guys and getting into trouble? Or would you rather he be in a movie theater cuddling up with a girl? I don't you know. know. I mean, I, I, I'm having trouble understanding what your point is tonight, Tom. There is a way of solving the problems. And I think that if people help other people who aren't having much luck that way, and if people would uh, find, you know, Provide non-drinking alternatives. Yeah, but high school you know, kids like, don't uh, want to, I, high school kids don't want to go to straight edge parties. I mean, there's a there's a do. certain percentage of them that do, but yeah. a, a lot of them want to go and get drunk. Tom, I mean, that's so a fact. I am sure some of them do, but for those ones, somebody's got to explain. Don't even worry about it if you can't drink as much as somebody else. You drink to enjoy, not to compete. Don't brag about how much. I you wish drink. that don't, uh, don't I wish the kids understood that. Don't let somebody brag to you, because you know what the next step is. They're going to brag, oh, yeah, you blew a 17. Well, that's nothing. I blew a 22. Yeah, but you're in here on your third DWI. I'm on my fifth. Well, this is what, uh, I mean, kids they, in, the, in America today, they, they're not raised with any sort of understanding or respect for alcohol. So it tends to it, it tends to show itself in the fact that they go and they do stupid things like drinking competitions, drinking to get as drunk as they possibly can, you know, all the silly little uh, drinking games that they play, the, the keg stands and all that crap. I think that all really has stems back from the uh, the, the forbidden fruit aspect of alcohol. And uh, I mean, it's, it's not going away anytime soon. 
soon. We can talk about those issues. We can encourage kids uh, to not drink to get drunk, but that's I don't think that's going to stop it. It's popular. It's it's cool for kids to go out and do that. We and should until make the, it legal for their parents to be able to educate them at home on alcohol use, like they do in Europe. Yeah, um, and I agree. I, I don't think the government has any business being in the. Uh, but that would legal require limit. that would a um, business to do that though. Mark would require abolishing the age of consent laws for for alcohol. That, yes, it would. Right. That's not something you normally, a position you don't normally take. Well, you know, I'm moving towards that particular one. Um, I, I don't intend to scare people off, but I would, I would say ratchet it down slowly. Tommy, is, is, is that a good solution in your book? Uh, yeah, ratchet it down slowly and also educate these people. I mean, and you've got to educate the voters about how bad it is to impose unjust laws and initiate force. And one way to educate the voters is to teach them a lesson. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Teach them a lesson. Teaching them a lesson is educating them. Right. Well, they have to want to learn before they're going to uh, to listen to what you have to say. So how do you get around that part? Well, they don't necessarily have to want to be taught a lesson, if you know what I mean. No, I, I don't know what you the, mean. The Second Amendment wasn't written for sportsmen. Well, what are you suggesting, Tom? Well, uh, I'm, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just saying this, that was one way to do it. Well, see ya. Okay. Uh, Poodles, 800-259-9231. What was he suggesting, Mark? Was he suggesting... I don't know. What? Shooting voters? I don't yeah, know. How does, it, how does the Second Amendment uh, tie into educating the American populace on alcohol? Well, huh? at least he's consistent with the whole violence thing. He's consistently confusing sometimes. Let's continue with the calls and go to Jason in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jason. Hello. What's on your mind tonight? The uh, view tax in New Hampshire. Well, there's no view tax in New Hampshire, but uh, there are well, houses. Pu- there are houses that are being appraised at higher levels due to the fact that they have a view. Why is that, though? Oh, I, mean, I don't if, know. The government wants more money. Obviously, but I mean, what if somebody's like nearsighted or blind or something? Isn't that kind of stupid? Well, they don't care about um, if you're enjoying the view. They're ju- they just—it's uh, just an excuse to raise the value of the home because presumably the next buyer, uh, the next buyer would be enjoying that that view. Maybe, but the next buyer might like to see a a dump or something out their window. You know, wouldn't well, that think, be? Shouldn't I mean, that be up to them? I think property taxes should be abolished entirely. So I'm obviously with you in getting rid of the view tax. All right. Was that all? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's Thanks. hard to argue when we agree, isn't it? Thanks, Jason. <laughs> Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Get that crap out of here. I just got my property tax bill uh, yesterday, or over the weekend. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I had to cut a check for $2,625.51. Mm, that's painful. Now, that's down from last year because I went through the uh, the begging process. Mm-hmm. I went through the process of begging my masses. Tell them, oh, please, Massa, I, I've paid $205,000 for this house. Please let me have a an abatement. And uh, so they did. Because the governments around here aren't quite as tyrannical as governments around the country. And I, I suppose I could have taken them to court and proven it had I really wanted to. So my property taxes came came down like, I don't know, Couple five, 500 bucks, something like that. Every six months. Better than nothing. And it doesn't look like they increased... My value, I thought that I was going to reduce the value last year, and then they're just going to crank it up again this year because they can, because they reevaluate it every year. Mm-hmm. They didn't. So, eh, I guess that's good. 
I'm trying to look on the bright side. Well, they would have to, the only way they can reevaluate it up is if property values have increased, and uh, property values have pretty much nowhere have increased uh, this year. <sighs> so there you go. That's by the way. Uh, that's for half of the year. In case you don't know, here in New Hampshire, we get billed twice per year. So this is my first bill. So that's going to be that's going to be another twenty six hundred dollars later on. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Yuck. All right. So good news, bad news, or good news and bad news, Mark. Um, I like good news. All right, good news is that, and this uh, passed me by last week, I didn't spot it, the Senate in a 23-13 to 13 vote in Hartford, Connecticut, last night approved a bill to legalize the medicinal use of marijuana to relieve the suffering of patients. Is that state 13? Uh, I think so. Yep, 13th state. As a matter of fact, it only waits for the signature of the governor, mm. and uh, so got our fingers crossed on that one, obviously. More on the way. You can take control. Another marijuana-related story about Ed Rosenthal out in California. We'll find out what happened to him coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there for free. We give them away, though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by buying some stuff at our store. Head over to store.freetalklive.com and uh, get a load of our brand new products. We've got everything from the 2-gigabyte hottest-selling item we've ever had. The 2-gigabyte multi-gadget is a Free Talk Live MP3 player, it's a flash drive, it's an FM tuner, it's a voice recorder, all rolled into one for less than 60 bucks. That price, by the way, is unbeatable. Uh, plus, we've got all kinds of great clothing merchandise. We've got the brand new Free Talk Live hoodies, a zippered version and a pullover version. We've got the Free, free Marketeer t-shirt, the free, free Talk Live ladies tee, Free Talk Live brand new beanie cap design, and also the Free, free Talk Live lighter bottle opener combo. All of those are, are brand new products. Then there's all of our older products as well, including archive collector's sets and more. All there. Store. .freetalklive.com. So, uh, just had started to get into a little bit of good news. I'll give you a few more details about it. The Connecticut State Senate has voted 23 to 13 to legalize medicinal marijuana. This following the House that voted 89 to 58 in favor of the bill. The bill now goes in front of Governor M. Jody Rell for her signature. And if it becomes law, Connecticut will become the 13th state to allow the palliative use of marijuana despite the federal prohibition against it. Uh, the legislation passed last night would allow a doctor to certify an adult patient's use of marijuana after determining he or she is a, debil- a debilitating condition and could potentially benefit from marijuana. Patients and their primary caregivers would then register with the State Department of Consumer Protection. So, eh, it's bureaucratic, but it's better than total prohibition. The patient and the primary caregiver would be limited to growing no more than four plants, each having a maximum height of four feet in an indoor secure facility. The, the it's interesting they're trying to uh, limit the height of plants. Yeah, whatever. You can't grow any taller. Whatever. They, you know, they've got to have their darn controls. Yeah. And so then it goes on, and they, you know, they take some quotes. Five from, five foot plants would be, you know, that that would be chaos. Uh, let's see. One of the, uh, I guess, people that is, he was also concerned about the plants grown for medical purposes that would not be destroyed afterward and would contribute to the drug trade. He said, then that marijuana then goes back out on the street, maybe into the hands of some kids. The bill's very well intended, but I think there's a lot of room for error here. Uh, guess what? Kids already have pot. Yeah, I'm surprised. They're doing just fine without <laughs> your marijuana bill. It. Don't worry about it. So, you know, they go on. There's a few more quotes from these guys. They're for it, and they're against it, and whatever. I hope the governor signs it. Uh, so congratulations to Connecticut. A little bit of good news coming out of uh, 
out of one of the New England states. 800-259-9231. Now, in other marijuana-related news, this one's sort of a two-sided coin. A little bit of good news, a little bit of bad news. Uh, We had Ed Rosenthal on the show a few months ago. Uh, Ed is a man in, in his early 60s, I believe, and he's he's been called the guru of ganja. Mm-hmm. He's written a number of books. He used to have a column in High Times Magazine. I believe he's now writing for Cannabis Culture Magazine. He's he's a guy that can tell you how to grow those four-foot plants. He He's written books on the subject. He, he knows a lot about growing marijuana. In fact, he was growing mar- marijuana out in California until he got busted and went to court. He beat his charges, and from the Drug War Chronicle, they brought him up on charges again. Well, now a federal jury last week found the guru of ganja, Ed Rosenthal, guilty for a second time of growing hundreds of marijuana plants in what is no more than a symbolic victory for federal prosecutors. Because Rosenthal had already served a lenient one-day sentence after he was first convicted of the same charges back in 2003, U.S. District Court Judge Charles Breyer, the presiding judge in the case, has already ruled that he cannot be resentenced. So... Bad news in that he lost the case, good news in that he's not going back to prison for it. Rosenthal's original conviction was overturned upon appeal. Vengeful federal prosecutors, angered by his public criticism of their methods, retried him, knowing they couldn't further punish him. They even filed additional charges that the judge threw out as vindictive. The trial itself was noteworthy for the mass refusal of medical marijuana movement people subpoenaed to testify for the government to do so. And uh, we'll more, a little more on that in a moment. Equally noteworthy was their escaping without contempt citations, at least so far. Rosenthal grew the plants to produce medical marijuana for use in California, where it's legal. But his defense was unable to explain that to the jury because it was blocked from doing so by Judge Breyer. I love how they just block you from saying things um, in your own defense at your own trial. It's typical. At federal trials, this happens all the time, whether it's a marijuana trial, a tax trial, a gun trial. They don't allow you to talk about the Constitution. They don't allow you to talk about the the state laws that might actually make your activities legal. All of that not allowed. Same thing happened here. Bizarre stuff. Rosen, that's, and that's some more of the, you know, that's why I say this is a bad news, good news article. There's bad news all in here and a little bit of good news. He grew the plants uh, again in California. Federal law do not recognize, and the federal courts do not recognize medical marijuana. Neither was Breyer willing to let defense attorneys go too far in urging the jury to vote its conscience. Defense attorney Robert Ampranan said, quote, There are places we can't go. There are answers to realistic, reasonable questions you may have that I can't give you. So he's sort of tiptoeing around, basically, nullification here. He says, I fear my government because it does not always tell us the truth. The federal government has had almost six years to complete this recipe, and yet their recipe, ladies and gentlemen, contains tainted, soiled, spoiled ingredients. If it smells like something that's going to make you sick, you have every right to reject it. Unquote. Shortly thereafter, as Amparan con- compared Rosenthal's prosecution to past injustices done under the color of law, such as slavery and the internment of Japanese Americans during, the, uh, during World War II, Breyer sent the jury from the courtroom and accused Amparan of trying to lead the jury into questioning the federal law itself. Hmm. How dare he! Federal law is supreme! It was written by men and women on pieces of paper! How dare you encourage other men and women who are their equals to question it? Apparently they're not the equals. When Amparan replied that he wasn't doing that, that he just intended to cite the false pretenses for the war in Iraq and the disastrous response to Hurricane Katrina as other examples of government mistakes, the packed courtroom burst into cheers. The judge then warned that he would clear the courtroom. I'll clear this courtroom if you... if you... Diminish the government in any way. He said, if any more outbursts occurred, 
then ordered Ampran not to make any, make that argument to the jury. After deliberating for two days, the jury convicted Rosenthal of growing more than 100 marijuana plants, conspiring to cultivate the drug, and maintaining a growing operation in a warehouse. He was acquitted of a fourth charge, and Breyer sternly ordered prosecutors to drop the fifth charge when the jury said it was deadlocked. Quote, it's a shame that the federal government continues to put California citizens in the position of having to set aside their own votes at the ballot box and pretend they don't know anything about the state law or medical science, said the spokesman for Rosenthal's organization Green Aid. After 60% of the jury pool just refused to be involved in a case like this, we ended up with a jury that felt like it had to, had to follow the instructions of the court. The head of Normal in California said the government has shown that it can, in fact, win a conviction at a medical marijuana case in the most pot-sympathetic district in the country. Mm. Of course, when we have to play by their rules and can't even mention the main element of the defense, it's an open-and-shut case. Ed was clearly growing pot, as was shown by the government. And that's what happens. You go into a case with the federal government, and they present their evidence of you breaking their laws. You can't present any evidence about how their laws are awful. Yeah, your law stinks. You can't do anything like that. And so, according to the instructions the judge gives the jury, which is, you must judge this case based on the preponderance of the evidence, and blah, 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 blah. He doesn't mention anything about jury nullification. And as, as shown from this case, if a lawyer even comes close to skirting the issue of jury nullification the judge's flag goes off it trips a little alarm goes off and it said must not allow this to happen in my courtroom okay send the jury out admonish the uh the uh, admonish the the attorney and uh, then everything will be okay because you know, heaven forbid the american people come across the information which is still true in america in federal court it's still the case that a jury can nullify the law but here's heaven my forbid question. they find that out here's my question on it though is um it's one thing when you're talking about the attorney uh, you know when when an attorney is admonished by the judge his his uh, bar certification or whatever is in at danger. risk yeah now what if a person is uh representing themselves isn't this the case with uh, ed brown wasn't he representing himself he would have been yes um, and then the judge and Ed told, Brown was not allowed to bring up the things he was right, and, and, and the judge said he wasn't allowed to bring this stuff up. What if you keep on doing it? Contempt of court charges, uh, jail cell. I well, I mean, wh- what are you facing though? More more time in jail. But you're already facing time in jail. So what difference is a contempt? What do you have of court? to lose? Right? I mean, if you're facing enough charges, what do you have to lose? Right, and then you can take the contempt of court uh, charges and and uh, you, you can and fight those, appeal and, those, right? And keep doing it, right? That's what I'm thinking is that you can. You know, if you're representing yourself, you d- the lawyer doesn't have anything to lose because right. it's you. You're already facing jail time. That's so, a good point, Mark. I don't know. I, I like that idea, I, but it, that would take again courage, and uh, a lot of people are scared by the system, and they sure. don't want to go to jail for any amount of time. And that was well, Ed Brown wasn't scared by the system. That's true. I mean, again, once you're facing a lot of time in jail, I say pull out all the stops. I think that's a good approach. But then there's a little bit more good news uh, nestled into this little case. The government, again, has uh, convicted. They convicted Ed. However, apparently there was a little bit of high drama and civil disobedience in court recently. That's when six medical uh, medical marijuana movement witnesses that were subpoenaed by the government to testify against Ed Rosenthal simply refused to do it. Hmm. Now, what was the judge's response to that? We'll tell you. Coming up here in moments. Hour number two. Here in uh, just a few moments. 800-259-9231. You can take control and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. As we launch into hour number two of the program, is Ian here with you? And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. That's freetalklive.com. Continuing the story about Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja, as he is called, found guilty in federal court out in California for the second time. So he's actually not receiving any extra time in jail, but they got him this time. Uh, they, they they tried him again, which I don't really understand how that's supposed to work, you know, double jeopardy and all that. Uh, but nonetheless, they, they tried they him again. they couldn't sentence him. But yeah, right. So it was like a show trial. Yeah, very strange. Um, basically. But, but not entirely, because there were uh, some threats made against some of the uh, witnesses that had been subpoenaed. And this goes back, this speaks to uh, what, what we, I've said before on this show, and that is that the government bustles and blusters a lot about how tough it is and how scary it is, and it wants you to be scared of it, and it threatens you. It, it, will, it, is, it has no problem threatening you, but following through on the threats is a whole other story. And in this case, uh, with the courtroom trial of Ed Rosenthal, there was a bit of civil disobedience in the court last Friday. That's when six marijuana, medical marijuana movement witnesses that have been subpoenaed by the government to testify against Ed Rosenthal simply refused to do so. Five others who were prepared to join them were dismissed on technical grounds. One by one, recalcitrant witnesses uh, told the court they would not participate in an immoral prosecution. Quote, I told them I could not participate and go against the wishes of the community, said one of the witnesses. Judge Breyer then praised the six for their dignified conduct and asked them if being sent to jail for the weekend would make them change their minds about testifying. Now, that's where, it would, that's where most people would give in. Yeah. Most people would say, whoa, I've got, I've got a Little League game this weekend. I can't be going to jail or whatever it is that their, uh, their engagements are. And they would say, then they I'm would I'm allergic go, to sodomy. I can't go to jail. That's not everyone is sodomized in jail. No, certainly not. Uh, when and but that's not where that where it ended. They continued to hold strong against the judge's threats. And when they replied in the negative, he sent them home for the weekend. The witnesses then reappeared on Tuesday, reiterated their refusal to testify, and Judge Breyer simply excused them. Wow. So he he started out by acting all tough. And threatening the witnesses with a weekend in jail, then he, when he asked them again after the weekend that they didn't spend in jail, the witnesses continued to stand strong against the judge, and he didn't do anything about it. He could have. He very well could have charged them with something, but he didn't. I, so, it makes me wonder why, because he had really nothing to lose. That's true, but I, and it, you know, it makes you wonder why in many of the instances where the government flexes its muscle and then backs down. We've seen this again and again. Now, it doesn't always. You can't count on the government to back down, but there are some instances where if they've, if they've gotten enough public exposure for what's going on, if they're not going to get away with their ty- tyranny um, completely unscathed, there's a good chance they're going to just quietly back away from the threats that they've made. We saw an example of this, I think it was a about two years ago with the first U.N. flag burn here in New Hampshire. Uh, we didn't attend this one, Mark. It was before we got here. But they but had, we, we burned some U.N. flags this year. We sure did. That was actually uh, at the end of 2006 is when it happens, the end of every year. But um, in the 2005 U.N. flag burn, they were going to do it in the, uh, the park, one of the parks here in Keene, New Hampshire. Government property and everything. So they went to get a permit uh, to burn some 
flags in the park or to burn things in the park. And, of course, the parks uh, had no interest in granting a permit like that. Uh, and they, you know, they did everything they could to threaten them and say, well, you know, if you do this, uh, there's a chance you could be arrested. Uh, the fire department will have to be called and you'll have to pay that bill. And, you know, whatever all the threats were, nobody showed up. I mean, our people showed up and burned U.N. flags, but no one from the government showed up. They right. knew when and where it was going to happen, but they didn't enforce their threats. It's interesting. So, it is. It is very interesting. Uh, and, and you know, this is. It's sort of. It shows the inconsistency of government enforcement of its rules. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's not that they're scared. It's just that eh, they can't be bothered right now. And they're inconsistent all the time in enforcement of just about all their rules. So I don't know that that's. Uh, I don't know that it's anything new for people, but you know, sometimes you can get away. Um, if you're doing something all along, it seems like sooner or later they'll come get you, though. Yeah, it's not a guarantee, but the fact is, and we've seen it again and again, when you stand up to the government's threats, the government, it seems, more often than not, backs down. And that's governments at local, federal, and state levels. Anyway, the California Normal Director said it's important that this gets some attention because it's one of the few actions where people have had the courage to risk going to jail for refusing to testify for the government. The prosecutor can file contempt charges if he wants, but I don't. I think the judge would be pretty unhappy. Rosenthal isn't going to jail in any case, so to have someone go to jail would be a real travesty. The community is getting fed up, said Green Aid's representative. The jury pool wasn't happy, the judge wasn't happy, and a dozen people subpoenaed to testify just said, I'm not going to do it, and you you can't make me. Good for them. Congratulations to those few, those handful of Americans that actually had the courage to just say no to the government and its absurd demands. I really, uh, I really think those people deserve a round of applause. So good for them. And I, I, I hope this spreads. I hope more people will have the courage to just say no. When the, when the government is demanding they do something that they don't want to do, just say no. 800-259-9231 to the phones. Alan in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. What's How up? y'all doing? Good. good What's sir. happening? Uh, I want to update you on the Iraq war situation. Yes, sir. It has come out today that another retired general has said that the most we can hope for is a stalemate. This is from a quote from Ricardo Sanchez, who actually was commander of the troops back in 2005 okay. in Iraq. This is the fifth retired general in the last few months to come out against this war. And did you know, as of today, they don't, they don't even have one-third of the neighborhoods in Baghdad under control? The US I military? believe it. I don't know if the generals are coming out in, um, against the war. They're just saying it can't be won. Exactly. Yep. And uh, in my calculations, Alex Jones was mentioning they're only counting about one out of 15 uh, actual deaths. They're not reporting. They're not being truthful about how many people we're really losing. I've heard they're that. They're not counting. I've heard the that over that and over again. It, it's it's hard to imagine that these um, that these people's families aren't saying something to the press when they don't get um, you know mentioned in these because there's a list of who's died. Are and they counting friendly fire in the uh, the three thousand something deaths that have no. happened so far? No, hmm. they're not. So that's what you're saying. You're saying they might be telling the families one thing when in fact another thing happened. Right. And did you hear about this latest with the missing soldiers? Uh, the families at first were told that. Uh, their family members were all killed. Now now they were telling them they're missing. It's like they keep changing the story on this. How strange. Mm. And what do you think about this idea that they keep telling us we were, we were in there for different reasons? It doesn't sound a lot like Vietnam. Well, no, well they've, they have kept changing the reasons. 
<laughs> as soon as one of them gets, as soon as one reason is debunked, George Bush comes up with another one. Right. Since, since we can't find weapons of mass destruction, then in fact we're in there to spread democracy and freedom. And, and Saddam's and an evil man. Love. Yeah, don't forget that. Yeah. Saddam's a bad guy. Right. I mean, it's just, you know... I think that's very close to Vietnam in a lot of ways. But um, what I've been, the parallel I've been drawing in my own mind is, um, you know, how much the United States is becoming the empire that it fought against in the, the Revolutionary War. It's exactly. just strange that we're trying to take over the world. You know, Ian I'm doesn't agree with me. Um, right. The United You're States not is, trying. is trying to take over the world, um, the government. And we're, um, but we, I say we're doing it in a, a, a slightly nicer way than uh, empires in the past have done, simply because, you know, we have smart bombs instead of carpet bombing now. Um, those kind of things. But. You know, I think right, the so next when they step, accidentally kill the wrong people, it was very smart. How well, it they was did it. it was an accident, um, as opposed to you know you just blew up a whole. I'm city. sure. Uh, I'm sure the hundreds of thousands of people that have died in Iraq uh, really care about whether or not they were hit by a smart bomb. I'm sure they. Um, they you know, there's not that many people that have been killed by bombs necessarily. Lots of it is uh, through you know just lack you of know, services, you were there, right? pestilence. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um, and, and you know how many were died because died because you were there. I don't know how many died. All I know is you start dropping bombs on cities, people are going to die. Yeah. Sorry, you have to sit through this, Alex or Alan. Um. Anyway, the <laughs> the the point that I think the next step on this is the hiring of Hessians. I think that we're going to <laughs> like mercenaries. You're talking about like from Blackwater. Uh. Well, he's not necessarily the mercenaries because the Hessians weren't paid that well. I think what we're going to do, I see, is the next step. This is just a prediction of mine. Who knows if it'll be right? I'm not like Rush. I'm not 99.44 percent right. Um. But I think that maybe we'll start letting the illegal immigrants in as long as they uh, agree to be in the army. Oh, okay. I, I see your point. It's a possibility. Alan, final thoughts? Well, it's just it's just a horrible situation. It's really sad. It is. It needs to end, and I think the only uh, presidential candidate that's going to do anything about it is Ron Paul. Of course, we'll keep Amen to that, brother. That. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI line. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features are completely free, including the updates. You just get signed up and we'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Get on the list by going to updates.freetalklive.com. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Pop quiz. What do Washington politics and libertarianism have in common? Answer, very little. But the Prometheus Institute, that's readpi.com, is looking to change that by implementing practical and innovative solutions to today's most pressing policy issues. Visit readpi.com today. I have such a tough time with that, Ian. Readpi. Readpi.com. 800-259-9231. I went to their website when you uh, mentioned them as a new advertiser, mm-hmm. and uh, they've got some pretty cool stuff on there. Yeah, and some stuff that doesn't have anything to do with politics. Like there was this one article about that Axe stuff, that silly <laughs> perfume or cologne for men that advertises itself as though you're going to have more uh, like success women are be with crawling women. all over you just yeah. because you've sprayed this crap on yeah. you. It was a very cynical uh, article, and Works I really, for me. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Readpi.com. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Let's roll to the phone calls and talk to Ola in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ola. Hi. Hi. What's on your mind? Um, I'm calling about yesterday. I was actually, I'm actually doing my little exercise thing, listening to you guys. It's what I do every single day. Excellent. Um, 
I know, I know. Got to do that marathon thing. And I'm the person who made that video for you about voting. The video and about voting. Thinking, it's been a while. Yeah, that's on YouTube. When yeah, did this happen? Yeah, a long time ago. God, this was like almost a year ago. Okay, I think and this I is probably like the YouTube. only video that has ever been made for Free Talk Live, <laughs> so I think I remember. <laughs> well, I'm going to make you another one. Okay. Because I think you guys deserve it. Anyways, um, and I'll make this one a little bit better. And you were talking yesterday about online distribution and YouTube and how um, people aren't really going to be famous anymore. And I was thinking about that a lot. Oh, while are you on a cell phone or at a horse race? On a cell phone. Okay. Can you get, like, go towards outdoors or something? Because your connection's really uh, shoddy at this point. Oh, well, I'll just go ahead and make it quick. I was just All right, do that. say that um, I think you're completely right, but you're also forgetting that in this new media, it gives better opportunity for, like, just renegade videos to be out there as well, promoting whatever thing you want to promote. So, say, if you wanted to make a video about um, how... Nobody's talking about the issues. You would make some funny little animation about nobody talking about the issues, and it may be downloaded maybe somewhere between 100,000 times to, you know, whatever. So right. I, I, now that I'm thinking about what you're saying, I, I think that I'm sort of right and sort of wrong at the same time because we're not going to have celebrities, I don't think, in the way that we have had in the past, but at the same time, people can certainly increase their visibility. Yeah, there'll be outstanding moments and outstanding people for every now and then. But yeah, right. will they last forever? Will they be with us for decades? I I don't know about that. And Ola, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. And looking forward to your video at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I mean, if you look at the way the internet, and we were talking a lot about this on Saturday Night Show, which of course you can download at freetalklive dot com. But we we're talking about decentralization uh, and affordability of media production, creation, and distribution, and how that's sort of changing everything. It's taking uh, the power out of the hands of old media and putting it into the hands of you, should you want to take that power. Uh, whether you're creating a podcast, a radio show, or a video product, or something like that, animation, it's all within your reach for much more affordable means than before. And I'm thinking, like, well, okay, are we going to have the celebrities like we've had a, a John Wayne in the past, or you know, these huge celebrities that that po- their popularity lasts over decades? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be the case, where you have so much content competing for all of the eyeballs in, on the internet. Uh, there are certainly content that's going to be more popular than others and certainly things that are going to become popular and stay popular for a certain amount of time like for instance uh you mentioned ask a ninja recently mark Mm -hmm. this is like the number one video podcast worldwide by far and he is funny i've seen an episode it was okay um i can see why a lot of people would like it but you know this guy started out doing his little ask a ninja video podcast probably not thinking it was going to do very much i mean what, just, what it was just something clever of right? his what do you expect to happen you don't ex- you can't really go into any of these productions expecting to become famous but some people do some people um well, you know, i don't know they, that he's famous i mean who, i don't know who the, he is on the internet though He's got a lot of subscribers. As far as him personally, his product is famous. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And if he were more, I guess, public, then we'd all know who he is. But And I'm sure there's articles out there that reveal that. But nonetheless, he's gotten really, really popular. His show's gotten extremely popular as a result of the the availability and the distribution of the Internet. Uh, But but will he ever reach a level of a a Mel Gibson? Uh, Will he ever reach a level of a, a Brad Pitt, for instance? 
I don't know if the internet has that ability. I don't know if if uh, if things are just too diffuse on the internet. If you know, you can be popular on the internet, but that doesn't mean that a hundred other people aren't as popular as you are, or more. But uh, it's very it's difficult trying to figure out where this is going to go because it's this is uncharted territory. It really basically. is. You know, um, so I'm just predicting things. I'm what the hell do I know? I'm just a guy behind a microphone. Pe- people, right? Um, and people ask me on a pretty regular basis, "How do I get into talk radio? How do I become a talk radio superstar?" Yeah, as though I know, right? Mm. As though I have any experience in being a talk radio superstar. Have a friend who starts a talk show, right? And, right. <laughs> you know, that's have, how you got in. Have the ability to uh, sell radio ads. Um, the no, the the what I often tell people is start a podcast. Um, start putting your product out there. It's yeah. better than an air check and, and trying to market it to the radio stations um, like the old days. You, you put stations it, aren't hiring. No, they're not, really. And um, what you have to do is you have to make yourself better and more desirable than anything else that's out than uh, the other people that are, the, you know, 10 other people that, that uh, contacted that program director that month to be a uh, radio talk show host. Yeah. You have to show them why they would want to have you on the air. Well, if you're already doing a podcast and you have, I don't know, a few hundred subscribers or something like and that. And maybe a couple of years under your belt. Yep. Um, you might as well put you might as well put your uh, time in in your living room than uh, putting it in uh, at a station because a lot of stations don't pay in in the beginning. You you have to do internships. Right. Well, as as new media like the internet becomes more popular, old media is is having more and more trouble keeping up. And of course, the radio industry is a a great example, considering they're a heavily regulated industry. I mean, the radio industry is almost like a private club mm-hmm. because you can't get a uh, you you can't get a license without jumping through a bunch of federal hoops. Even if they and that's even presuming they're offering licenses. There are certain time periods where they just oh, I'm sorry, not accepting applications. Yeah. Uh, so you know, there's no there's very very little competition in the radio business compared to the world of podcasting, where anybody with a microphone and a computer and an internet connection can play. Uh, anybody. And so in the radio world... And there's podcasts out there that are making money right now. I don't know how much money I they're don't making. I don't either. But it's starting to become something that advertisers are looking at at mm-hmm. least. Um, but as far as the radio world is concerned, there's you know all these barriers to entry. Well, because of all of the regulation, the industry is having trouble competing with new media. And so therefore, the industry only knows how to do one thing at this point, and that's cut costs. Because they want to keep their transmitters, they want to keep their business model, but they're realizing that they, they can't do it in, in, the, in this particular day and age in the radio business. Because of all the centralization and homogenization that's happened in this business, um, they, they just they can't afford to, to pay the people that they used to pay. And, and they're not good at innovating new ways to, to bring new content on the air. The farm team system is, is dead. It's, it's over with. So there's a lot of problems in radio, and I think that podcasting is an important factor to getting into this business. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us, including live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. 
Com. And are you prepared for the day the dollar drops to zero? D2Z.org proposes that day is near. Go to D2Z.org and learn how to survive and thrive during the U.S. dollar crisis. D2Z.org. 1-800-259-9231. Talking about here, um, just it was sort of a subtopic of... Uh, I guess uh, Ola brought us back to this issue of of decentralization of the media and putting the, uh, the the means of production of the media into the hands of everyone by the fact that competition and the internet has uh, has essentially brought that uh, made that happen. Uh, really, it's it's the marketplace the the, the marketplace that exists ha- that has made this possible with the internet. The internet plus competition has resulted in everyone being able to create video and audio product. At, at dirt cheap costs, and it's only going to get more affordable. It's only going to get more affordable and easier than it is today. And it's already darn simple. It's really easy to get a download an audio production program and plug a microphone into your computer, hit record, press stop, save an MP3 file, file and upload it onto the internet. It's is only going yeah. It's only going to get easier, Mark. It's going to get easier to create podcasts. Distribution's going to get more effective. It's going to get faster. Of course, the Internet keeps getting faster. Downloads are going to be instantaneous. They're already darn fast. It's just going to get faster. And big media doesn't know what to do about it. They don't like it much. They know that. No, I can tell you, we're going this weekend, uh, as we mentioned last week, we're going this weekend to the New Media Seminar, Talkers Magazine, New mm-hmm. Media Seminar in New York City. We'll be schmoozing it up with the industry bigwigs, who most of them don't really know what they're, um, what they're doing. Right. They, they, they know they want uh, younger listeners, and there we stand right in front of them, and they don't know how to get them. Right. Ah, we can't figure out how to get l- younger listeners. But those Free Talk Live guys, they're pretty radical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, we'll be sitting, inevitably, Mark, we'll be sitting on, uh, we won't be on the panels. If we were, it would completely change the uh, whole tone of the event. Uh, <laughs> putting you on a panelist, like throwing fire on it. <laughs> so, uh, so we're not going to be on the panels, but we'll be sitting there watching these industry executives lament. Uh, they'll stand up in front of this crowd of industry execs and uh, talk show hosts and, you know, the people in the business, and they'll lament the fact, the fact that young people in America are not growing up with a radio habit. Right. They, 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 don't, um, they don't consider the radio an appliance for everyday use, necessarily. Right. It's that thing that's in their car that they'd rather put a CD into. Right. Right. And so uh, they'd rather go out and buy an iPod so they can program their own music. And, mm-hmm. and the, the industry knows the trends. They're aware of the trends. They know that young people are going elsewhere for their, um, for their entertainment product. And they don't know what to do about it. And some of the things they're trying aren't working very well. Uh, the free FM format that CBS Radio launched, I think it was early in 2006. Many of you in larger cities are probably aware of this. Uh, but what they did was they flipped a lot of their rock stations and their big FM FM stations with big signals. They flipped them over to an all-talk format. But they were programming it sort of hot-talky, which is sort of this format where... We kind of got our start on a hot talk station, right. which, you, you, which failed, like Free FM is failing. It's, locker, it's censored locker room talk. It's like more. It's like a morning TNA show mm-hmm. all day long. Right, and you know the the idea is is that young people can't uh, relate to real topics. They right. ha- they can only relate to young people only want to talk about sex, Paris Hilton, and dumb stuff. Right. 
sex, drugs, rock and roll. Right. And, and sure, there's a segment of population that does want to talk about those A segment things. of older population wants to talk about that, too. Uh, but apparently it's not enough to get advertisers. It's not enough to really sustain a business model because the, F, the free FM stations, which had a whole lot of money put behind them by CBS Radio, are now flipping formats. The station that was in uh, New York City has flipped back to its alternative rock format. And uh, that's like the death, the death knoll for that format. Right. So, and it works in some places. It works really well in Orlando, Florida. Real radio's down there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, they've been on the air for a decade doing FM talk. So it can work, but it doesn't always work. And so the industry, yeah, they make, they're They mix politics, um, local politics, national politics with uh, hot talk. The whole day. They have uh, the Phillips Files on That's in the afternoon. That's true. He's They've more got the, the Monsters of the uh, Midday. I think they're the Monsters of the Morning now. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Monsters of awful. <laughs> well, I, I don't personally like the uh, the format. Yeah. Um, I know they had Drew Garabo on. I don't know what, the, what they have. Who the hell is he? Right. <laughs> He's the guy we He's replaced. the guy that got double zeros that we replaced. <laughs> uh, so, they don't know what they're doing. They're throwing st- they, at this point the the industry's sort of in the the phase of okay let's throw it against a wall and see if it sticks right free talk live already sticking but they don't know it yet they no, don't realize I mean, it. but we tell them yeah they're just not paying attention <laughs> yeah. if somebody's pe- telling us it must not be true <laughs> so either they're going to learn the hard way or the uh, you know the visionaries will pick us up and and figure it out in advance but I, I don't think that radio is going to die off necessarily I hope it doesn't at least. Of course, the FCC seems to be doing its damnedest to make sure that that happens. Well, that the government agencies, they don't, they don't benefit in any way. It doesn't matter to them. Right. They, they have no interest in, in letting up on the business in reducing their restrictions and their regulations. Uh, there's a little bit of good news, though, and that is that Clear Channel, the behemoth of radio, is selling off most of its radio stations. Uh, most Clear of Channel, them? It, most of, all of them in their small markets. They're selling off all See, their that, little small market stations. Clear Channel really got to start doing the uh, small market radio thing. And uh, I'm very surprised that that's where they're going to be selling from. That's what they're doing. Um, and they're going private as well, which is also interesting. So they won't be as beholden to, they won't be beholden to their s- stockholders because they won't have them. Uh, they'll be, be privately owned, which means they can do radio differently. They, can, they don't have to worry about the quarterly reports and all that. They can invest and they can take a station and put it on the air for the, the necessary two years it needs to be on the air to really right. start getting ratings and start showing that this is a viable format and that sort of thing. So there's some positive things happening in the industry, but to tie this back into what Ola was talking about or what we were talking about as far as people that they ask us from time to time, guys, how do I get into the business? Yeah, I, I want this. I want to do it's, my own radio show. It's, it seems like a lot of them really want uh, just to get paid uh, big bucks to start with. Hey, I'm smart, funny, and um, witty. People sh- would want to listen to me. How do I get a talk radio show? I haven't as seen though, that attitude. Uh, I've not oh, seen. Oh, I, I, I definitely have. Um, it, I don't think that it's. Uh, I don't think that it's right on top. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's sort of where they're coming from. Um, and it's not like you and I just fell into having a successful talk radio show. We put a lot of time and energy into it. And I'm not saying that we're anything special. We just put the time in. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You've got to get out there. You've got to crank out the product. And in the beginning, it's not going to be worth anything to anybody. Uh, in the beginning, you'd be lucky if you have listeners, let alone money coming in. It's taken us f- uh, five years to get to where we are, and we're still not really making a lot of money at this. So if you're getting into radio to make money, get out. Get out and go and do something like accounting or, uh, you know, I don't fixing know, automobiles. Else. You know, something where you can actually get paid decent, because this is not a glamorous industry. As much as it pretends to be, it's not. 800-259-9231, so hopefully we've addressed that appropriately. Let's continue with the calls and talk to Kevin in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kevin. What's up, gentlemen? What's happening? 
Anyways, you know, um, I just wanted to make the point that, you know, Rob Hall's going to be on that uh, Comedy Central with Jon Stewart tonight at about 11. 11 o'clock Eastern time is when uh, The Daily Show is on, and yes, they are going to have Ron Paul on, which is great news, I think. Yeah, I was actually hoping they would be on at 8 o'clock, because I was at TVGuide.com, and they kind of uh, told me it was about to be a new show at 8 o'clock, and then I watched it, and, <laughs> and here we are. Well, if you live on the East Coast, it will be on at 8 o'clock, or the West Coast, rather, it will be on. Then. Right. So, um, well, you'll just have short. to be patient and uh, go online. I'm sure somebody will YouTube it uh, by tomorrow afternoon. Well, you know, either that or, like I said, it's a lot better watching it uh, in person. You know what I mean, live. So um, I don't know. Is it really that much better? Well, I mean, it gives you a little more excitement, I guess. Because you, you, you're thinking as you're watching the show, you're like, well, there's a million other people watching it or more, you know. And, and I'll tell you what, I. Pretty much text messages, you know, there's a blanket text message to everybody in my uh, in my phone group telling them this is going to be at 8 o'clock, and you know, i got to go repeat the process and tell them this is going to be at 11 o'clock, you know. And, uh, I understand. I, it's I, Watching it live sort of like, you know, you want to be the first kid on the block to have a brand new toy or something like that. But really, I mean, it's not an interactive show, so you can't pick up your phone and call in and ask questions, which you will be able to do when we have Ron Paul on the show. And rumor has it, it might be sooner rather than later. I can't announce anything at this point, but thanks yeah. for the call. Oh, man, we appreciate it. 800-259-9231. This is your show. You take control. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The place to go. All the features there are completely free. Though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Like over 380 of our listeners have decided to do for as little as 3 bucks a month. All you have to do is go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn about the program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and the idea is simple. You send in that 3 bucks a month, and it's it's easy. You just sign up once and you know, forget about it because it's automatically deducted from your credit card or PayPal account. But you send in that 3 bucks a month, and uh, it helps us out because we can take that money and turn it around into promoting the show, to getting the show on more radio stations, and to, back to what we were talking about before... Help these poor radio station owners understand what the future of talk radio is. And that, of course, is free talk live. But this stuff costs money. You know, we've got to buy ads in Talkers Magazine. That's like a grand a month. Uh, We've got to uh, go to the conventions so we can be seen, Mm -hmm. so people know that we're serious about this and we're sticking with it and we're staying out there. And that's what we're doing uh, this weekend. By the way, uh, Gardner Goldsmith normally joins us on Monday nights. He is not here tonight, obviously. But he will be here Friday and Saturday nights filling in for us, uh, he and Julia, and in fact will be doing the show so that should be good shows uh so you're gonna have live content even while we're away doing the uh, schmooze fest in new york city but that's made possible by listeners like you if it weren't for our free talk live amplifiers we would not be able to afford uh, we would have never been able to go to a convention at this point we would they're pretty expensive we wouldn't really even be able to afford advertising in talkers magazine at any level maybe a classified here and there (laughs) but uh, certainly not the half page very professional-looking advertisements we currently have. It's all because of you. I'd say it's um, true. And that's just a couple of examples of the things we're doing. There's a whole list of them at amp.freetalklive.com, plus a list of the perks you get access to, like the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum and chat room, all the details for you at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. What's happening? It, it's a shame that... It, that uh Radio is kind of held hostage to the, you know, the advertisement to for the 
perpetuation of it. You know. Well, they, and there's a reason for it, and that's because but, the radio industry but, loves but the protection. Stay, but if you kind of stay true to the true aspect of radio communication between people at long distances. I think you you do good at, you, at it, and people would want to get interested in what you're trying to sell because you're staying true to, you know, communication and not just topics that, like you were talking about before with the young folk, you know, they just want to talk about nothing really, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it, as far as radio and communicating with people, there's certainly still the opportunity for radio stations to be to make money and to be profitable. But I think I that think if you could break the mold, though, is like, do we need a half hour news show every half an hour is good, you know? But then you those are the rules you got to take when you get corporate or something, you know? Because every show is the same. They play the commercials at the same time. They all break for the half hour news. They all each show is, you know, like that. And, it, and the, the better you get, it seems like the less you talk, the more you sell. And if you really add up the time they're talking, it's only really about like 15 minutes, 13 minutes, and the rest is news, commercials. and uh, There are really some radio, radio shows. I see where and you're coming a, and from. And it's all, every one of them got it. It's a form. Then it makes you think, are they all part of some organization, you know, that they got to stick to the rules? Well, uh, there are certainly some of them that are uh, bigger corporations and more homogenized as a result of that. Right. But as I, don't far as the I don't think there's any conspiracy behind the Phillips head screw. And then um, they're spewing you know, just, just what they want to spew, you know. Right. There are certain there are certain standards, and there is a lot of homogenization, a lot of copycat behavior in this industry, and it, and that's a serious problem, and I agree with you, Dave. Uh, any final thoughts? Well... I think if somebody could break that mold and add freedom to the communication of the miracle of radio, Mark Marconi would be proud. That's what we're doing here. Thanks for the call, man. Right. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We break the rules of talk radio on Free Talk Live all constantly on this show. Uh, and and uh, and that works. Um, breaking the mold, obviously, from a uh, from a viewpoint perspective on Free Talk Live, there's nothing else out here, uh, out in the radio world at least, that has a, the perspective that we do. Some hosts like a Neil Bortz, sort of, maybe he's five percent <laughs> the libertarians that we are. Uh, but you know, there's nobody out here doing what Free Talk Live is doing. And as far as the standards and the uh, the commercial breaks are concerned. I don't know if there's anybody out there, um, as far as radio shows, individual radio shows are concerned, that are consistently reducing commercial time on the show. That's what we're doing. We've mm -hmm. done it once so far, and we plan on doing it again in the future. We have to raise our revenues up a little bit before we can afford to do it. But as soon as we can afford to do it, we'll knock another com uh, another commercial um, out of the show. Because it makes people want to listen. Right, because it gives them, as, as Dave was pointing out, it seems like it. And I, I've heard shows like this where you tune in to listen to your uh, your radio show maybe on your local station, and you, there's so many commercial breaks and there's so much other non-show content. Right, there's like 42 minutes worth of uh, show content per hour. Some of them have less than that. We've got less than that, Mark. We do? We've got 39 minutes of show content per hour in this, heavens, on this show. About that. Well, you know, we are doing something, but th there's certain standards that exist simply because it makes sense to have standards. Dave, and I want to sort of explain that, because Dave was confused. Well, why do you have the news at the bottom of the hour? 
Okay. Well, not every station does news at the bottom of the hour, but... Some do, and, and therefore we pretty much have to uh, design a show that has news at the bottom of the hour right. so that for the ones that do. Because, and the reason why radio stations do that is because they want to make themselves into a, an appliance for news. Um, they want it to image themselves to where you hear the promos running when you're listening to the talk show that says, tune in at the top and bottom of every hour for news or whatever. And then that way the listeners know, hey... It's 6.30. I can tune in for news now. Or traffic. Or, or whatever's on at that time. And so us as a radio show that uh, is syndicated in that, that means we're on more than one radio station. We have to program our show, our show clock, as they call it in the business, to be as compatible with the majority of stations. Because we want to be on as many stations as we can. If we're talking at 30 minutes after the hour, at, at the, the 30 point, then not many stations are going to want to pick us up because they need to do news at that time. Well, we not, can't it, have content there. Even so, would you want to lose one station, one good station, over not having your break at the bottom of the hour? Right. So that's the reason why standards exist. There's there's no other reason besides the fact that it just makes sense to put news at the top of the hour. That's the way it's been done. That's the way it continues to be done. Though there are some stations that break that mold. Uh, there are some FM talk stations that have sort of instituted a, like the more hot talky stations are doing like a minute news. They'll throw a minute news in at the very end of the hour, and, and that'll be it. Right, they just use a commercial available. So it's not a, it's not a six-minute break. It's a one-minute uh, sort of thing. So there, there are some changes, but it hasn't really been adopted as an industry standard or anything like that. And as long as listeners want news, the news breaks will continue to exist. So I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. 800-259-9231. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. A little bit of... Uh, Bad news about the adult film industry. We sort of touched on porn uh, over the weekend, and there's uh, there's some bad news in regards to one of the porn producers being brought up on charges. It's sort of a follow-up on a case we talked about earlier. That's still to come here, whether you want to talk about the issues or, uh, heck, even the even if you get questions about the radio business, whatever you want to uh, go is at 800-259-9231. But the good news is I think, I think that radio will survive. I think that uh, as long as the owners and the radio station management – they come around to the understanding that they can't just mail it in anymore in this in this new competitive world with mm-hmm. new media and podcasting and all that because it's easy to program a radio station to select a bunch of songs from a lineup and then put those on the air and then have uh, or heck it's even easier to subscribe to a satellite service there are stations here in Keene that pick up their their radio content from satellite it's 100% satellite radio right they're automated right well, completely they're... there are no local personalities mm-hmm. on the station they put their commercial break they put their commercials in but all of the songs are programmed in denver you know all of the uh, all of the jocks are in california and it just it's homogenized it's content that i think that listeners realize that is kind of fake and um, not something that is really worth listening to when you've got a six-disc changer in the car or the MP3 player on shuffle. Right. That's why talk radio is growing and uh, music radio is shrinking is because... Talk radio is the number one format in America. Right. Everybody out there is their own program director of their own iPod. Um, They don't really need, and they don't have to sit through 10, 12 minutes, and that's about how many commercials they have uh, per hour, of um, commercials in on you know the radio. Of course, the radio has the news, and they have the weather, and they have... Um, traffic, and those are the things that uh, I think that uh, radio stations are pushing right now. Well, that's what, has good. To, that's what has to happen. A radio station that wants to live in this new super competitive media world 
has to um, really make a name for itself for things that people can't get anywhere else. If you want to listen to the latest Shania Twain song, you can do that on three different radio stations that are all mm-hmm. playing country music. You can do it on your iPod. You can do it via CD. Uh, but if you want to get the weather... That's something a little bit different. If you want to get local news, that's something that only certain stations can do, and they're, they're news talk stations. And if you want to get local opinion, then the only way to do that is a local talk show. Now, while that local talk show can be distributed via podcast, it should originate on a local radio station to give people a reason to tune in again. So, good luck to radio. I, I, think, it, I think it'll survive. Hour 3 is coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, launching into hour number three. You can take control of the airwaves by bringing up whatever you want on the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Let's go right to the phones and to the fun. It's Neo in California. Mm-hmm. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Neo. Oh, hey, how's it going, guys? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, uh, yeah, I was uh, wanting to—I was wanting to make a comment about the uh, the whole new media issue. Um, yes, it's 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 excellent. I, I absolutely love how uh, how the internet is really uh, taking charge and uh, and uh, pushing forward all these uh, new avenues for uh, well thought and uh, and uh, news in general. Um, but I, I hear a lot of people talking about how oh we need a new media, but but really I think what's more important is that people should be stepping up to the plate and actually becoming uh, the new media. And uh, I think people I, are doing that. I, are there not I, enough for you? Well, uh, well, yeah. Frankly, I, I would I would have to say there isn't enough, and that we should always be pushing ahead with more and more and having more leadership. Uh, uh, more people taking charge and more people uh, getting fired up and actually doing something about it instead of just saying, I well, think that's happening. I think that it's a natural process that people are seeing the new media, they're experiencing, they're downloading, they're viewing, they're listening, and then they're going to get excited uh, because they're going to understand that this is now within their grasp. Right. Go it's, to podcastalley.com and listen to, the, what is it, 40,000 different about podcasts that, yeah. that are there. Um, and, you know, some are good, some are bad. Look at YouTube. I mean, there's there's... There's more content on YouTube than you could watch in a lifetime. I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I think I think that it is happening. What you're saying. I mean, not everybody is is cut out for this sort of line of work, uh, but it's certainly now within the uh, the grasp of virtually anyone, and uh, and people will figure that out over time, and they are figuring it out. Absolutely. Um, and I was uh, I also have another question. Uh, there's one uh, one particular uh, gentleman that uh, that actually has some really excellent podcasts, and I was wondering if you've ever uh, thought about having him on the show. His name is uh, Stefan Molyneux. Uh, he runs uh, FreeDomainRadio.com. Free I like I like Stefan. Uh, is it is it is he pronounce it Stefan himself? I uh, I, well, I mean, I'm I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I usually hear him call himself Steph. So okay, we've uh, read his stuff on the air. I really don't know why we haven't had him on. I guess it's just that. He advertises with the show, with our show too, right? You, you're the sales director. You no, no. Know I mean, uh, he has a banner on the uh, website. No, 
I thought no. he did. No, that's uh, that's a different uh, radio show. Okay. Different one. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of our audience crosses over to his show and vice versa. And, Pen, you know, Pendulette's show as well. We sort of have this sort of incestuous little audience that makes the rounds to all the uh, freedom-oriented shows. I think eventually we'll have Stefan on. Maybe once, uh, I don't know, I guess it would depend on if he wrote up an article that we just felt like we had to have him on to discuss rather than just read. Um, I have no objection to having him on. It's just that I'm not, a, you know, it's not my job to go around and find a bunch of guests for free talk live because this really isn't a guest-based show we have guests on occasionally uh from time to time neo but perhaps neo you could uh, start a uh, freedom-oriented podcast where you did a bunch of interviews for people oh hey that sounds like a good <laughs> there idea. you go nice, <laughs> way to, off the nice way to wrap it up at the start of his call neo any other thoughts uh vote ron paul Thank you for the call. Appreciate yep. hearing from you at 800-259-9231. On tonight at 11 p.m. on The Daily Show on Eastern Time. And on YouTube probably tomorrow at some point. Likely. Uh, all right. So let's go to Dave in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Dave. Well, speaking of Ron Paul, I have a report to file from uh, the Democrat debate last night and okay. from the Ron Paul activism that, that went on there. Uh, there was a debate, as you guys may know, in, in New Hampshire last night. A report and, to file? Uh, oh, for, with us. Part? Okay. Yes. He's reporting on the gotcha. debate. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Well, uh, there was, uh, I mean, there, of course, you know, no one expected to see any Republican candidate activist there at all. But sure enough, there are 15 of us uh, Ron Paul supporters there to hold signs for Ron Paul. And we were in some of the best spots. And, Great. Uh, people couldn't believe that we were there. But they, uh, the Democrat folks were, uh, you know, they were strangely receptive. And, you know, uh, I, I think it was, it almost did more good to be there for this Democrat debate. It will to be there. Uh, tomorrow for the Republican debate, just because we were such oranges and a bunch of apples. Yeah, I think that's great. Did you? Um, did anybody say anything to you specifically? Anything positive? Yeah, I had like 15 different people come up to me just because I was wearing a Ron Paul shirt and and say, "Hey, cool shirt. Hey, tell me more about Ron Paul and stuff like that." They'd all almost all heard of him. That's good to know, uh, because you wouldn't think that a lot of you wouldn't think there'd be a lot of crossover, at least amongst the the party adherents, that they would even bother watching the competing parties debate. But uh, the idea the idea that these political people are getting wind of Ron Paul, I think, is a good. Ron uh, good Paul's thing. the only candidate, that, um, you know, besides I think Dennis Kucinich, that really wants to pull out of. Iraq. Yeah. Didn't uh, didn't I hear that Hillary Clinton got up on stage and and made the claim that none of the Republicans want to pull out of Iraq? Yes, I believe she did say that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you know, I mean, I could only stomach five or ten minutes of it. I didn't try to go in, and sure. I, I watched part of it on a big screen. But I just went out and went jogging while it was on, and came back afterwards because I just couldn't. I couldn't stand it. So what's happening? Yeah. Uh, what's happening in New Hampshire tomorrow night? I know there's some sort of shindig going on, or some sort of Ron Paul viewing fest, or what's going on? Yeah, tomorrow uh, Ron Paul will be in the Republican debate, which is in New Hampshire, same place, New Ham- uh, St. Anselm's College in Manchester. And uh, we'll have a reception for him uh, afterwards, including a, a watch party and everything. I mean, there's people that will be at Murphy's Trap Room probably for four or five hours, you know, starting at maybe 7 p.m. So the candidate himself is actually expected to show up at a Free Stater organized event after the debate, is what you're saying. At a Free Stater restaurant, too. Uh, yeah, oh, that's right. I, um, Murphy's that's... Tap Room in Manchester is uh, now owned and operated, brand new uh, restaurant bar that uh, was opened by Free Staters. Pretty cool. That's the plan, is for him to be there last I heard, but you never know. I mean, plans could change. But Dennis Kucinich showed up. As, uh, the the Kucinich folks invited me to come over to their get-together, and he showed up for that. And I got a chance to ask him a question in front of the crowd and everything about Real ID. So that was kind of cool. Very good. Dave, thanks for the update. Anything else? All right. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. 800-259-9231 to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Hey, if I got time, I want to talk about two things: my sure. speeding ticket and uh, a free market solution to nasty, dirty pictures. Anyway, okay. Uh, speeding ticket uh, first. Yeah, I beat my second speeding ticket this year in court today. Uh, what were the magic yeah, words I, that uh, allowed you to do that? Well, it, and I don't consider it a hundred percent victory because although they dropped the speeding ticket, I did agree to pay the court costs. So mm. I, I kind of compromised in that regard. The mm. last one was a better success because it, they just dropped everything. But I figure it's better than having to go back to court and do the trial and all that. So I had to uh, make a little pact with the devil and uh, give them their $61 fee. But um, I think the thing that turned the, turned the tide, and uh, I, I did put it in my um, on your uh, BBS there under... You know, Christian anarchist beats a speeding ticket. Okay. But I think the the thing that really turned the tide was when I told him that I wanted the trial and asked him how to go about using the subpoena process in this district, you know, in this uh, jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, who do you want to subpoena? I said, I want to subpoena the uh, maintenance records on the radar gun. Actually, it was a laser gun. The maintenance records on the, the speed trap unit and the training records, uh, the, the training certificates of the police officer involved. At that point is when he kind of looked down at his paper and decided maybe he didn't want to go through the trial on this one because it wasn't going to be his little cakewalk that he was... Yeah, know, the so bureaucrats would have to do work. Sounds like work. Yeah, and so he then offered me to uh, offered to drop the charges and not have to pay the court fees. And I said, well, how much are the court fees? They said 61 I said, gosh, that's a lot of money. I said... Uh, you know, uh, you think you can knock it down a little? <laughs> I did. I did. I asked him to lock Good it, knock it down a little, and uh, he says, "Well, I can't do that because it's the legislature. You know, they're a different branch of government." I'm surprised that he, that he you even realized. Like, hey, do you have a discount for poor people? Come on, something for me. <laughs> well, he, give me a little something, did, Your Honor. <laughs> he did say that they they could do it for a hardship, and he asked me if I was employed and all that, and I said, "Look, I don't. I'm not a hardship case, so I can't do that." But. um so I just went over and paid my fees and grumbled a little bit. and mm. uh, But at least I don't have the speeding ticket. I don't have to have my insurance go up and uh, all so that. So your but message anyway, for others who get uh, said tickets is to challenge the uh, challenge the records or request the records. If they're going to ch- take it to court and then request the records of the maintenance on the, the speed trap unit mm-hmm. and also, what was it, the training of the officer? Yeah, well, there's a couple other things you can do too. It, there, it's all out there on the web if people want to search around for this. It's it's nothing I invented. This is just something I've learned from others, and uh, I, I say always challenge their authority, always challenge their laws, and uh, and be and be polite about it. You know, don't be an ass, or they're gonna, you know. Right, and it, you've posted uh, your experiences on our BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com if you want to go there and actually read up on his uh, experience and interact with Gene. You can do that. Gene, hang on. I know you had a second issue. We'll bring you back for that. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. That includes live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version as well. Waiting for you. Free Talk Live. 
Com. And wouldn't it be great to have an ex-narcotics officer be your personal coach to keep you from getting busted with marijuana? Go to NeverGetBusted.com to view clips of the recently released DVD that's gained world attention. That's NeverGetBusted.com. As we go back to Gene the Christian Anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, you're back on Free Talk Live. What else did you want to cover tonight? Well, Ian, you're always talking about how the free market can come up with solutions. And I want to say that uh, I can cite one such example. Okay. And that is... Uh, there's a lot of people like me that like to watch movies, but we don't want to see the movies the way they present them. Hmm. In other words, uh, if I go to a movie that it's a nice action scene, but it's always got to have that one scene that I just don't like. You know, it's either going to be a, um, a, a scene about homosexuality or it's going to be if my son is with me, it'll be a naked uh, sex scene in a bedroom or whatever. Heavens no. And <laughs> And... Yeah, well, I mean, you know, my kid's 13, and he doesn't even like to see stuff like that. He's not he's at that awkward stage where he doesn't like girls and kissing and all that stuff. Hmm. But at any rate, there's always this, the way you would like to see a movie, but you can't see it that way because, by golly, the director produced it this certain way. You know, they made it this certain way, mm-hmm. and this was their vision, and you better watch it the way they they intended you to watch it or just don't watch it at all. Or you can wait until it comes out on TV and watch the TV edited version. But right. if you buy it on a DVD, you're going to get you're stuck with the you know the version that they want you to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, they now they now have this player out there called the ClearPlay DVD player, and you download filters off the internet that you put on a memory card. You stick it in the player, and then it'll actually skip over the scenes that you don't want. And you, you know, there's different criteria. You can select mushiness and <laughs> and uh, sex scenes or, you know, there's several gore. You can cut out the gore. You can leave the gore and cut out the sex, or you can Neat. cut out the gore and leave the sex. You can have the movie the way you want it. That's and excellent. Now, I'm sure the directors would be upset, but, hey, you know, whatever. It's the, it's your final end product, and uh, yeah. and you should be able to watch it in the ways that you want to watch it. I'd like to be able to get rid of all the, the government worship I see in a lot of uh, uh, films. Do yeah, they the, have a button for that? The glorification uh, they, of the FBI they, and that sort of thing? Actually, actually they have a patriotism a button that you can click on and say, well, you know, <laughs> uh, don't want to see too much of that. So gotcha. they, they actually have many different criteria that you can filter the movie the way you want to watch it. And I think Neat. it's great because people can then get the DVD, they can take it home, they can pop it in, they can sit around with the family with some popcorn and watch the darn thing, you so know, and enjoy the movie. Do you have this uh, this player? Just bought it. What's it cost? They are actually a good deal now because they were ninety nine dollars on the internet, but now um, that sounds like a good deal it. to me. I mean, ninety nine dollars for a DVD player that allows you to uh, control the content that it puts out—that ah, seems like a steal. It gets better. That's when you had to buy it over the internet. Now Target is uh, offered uh, is starting to distribute these things. Hmm. Target has them for forty nine ninety five. That's amazing. Now, what's the? Is there a subscription service that, as far as you have to subscribe to download yes. the filters? Yes, you get the uh, you get all the current filters for free. You get a one month free subscription. You can download all the current filters. To to keep up with the new filters, you pay a four. I think it's four ninety five a month to keep up with the new filters. Or I suppose you could just wait a year and then go join and uh, get all the latest year. You know, the last year's filters. I see. So basically, it it, uh, the, it you put it on a memory card. Is that right? Yes, you can put it on. A, actually, you can put it on a DVD. You can put it on a memory card. You can put it on a. Uh, and so the filters um, download permanently to the player. 
they're on your memory card, and you can put a certain number of them into the player permanently, so they're there when you watch your movie. Very cool. You can, you can also delete them and, and then put new ones. On, so, so, so great example, Gene, of uh, the one of the ways the marketplace has responded to the demands of those parents out there that are very concerned about the the content that their children are exposed to, and uh, and that's something I'd heard about in the past. Sort of the version that I'd heard was that there was. Uh, there was some company in Utah that was actually physically editing the movies. They would they would right. go in and, and create the movie it. Indus- and the movie industry squawked and had a cow, and so they had to quit doing that. But now you can have your own personal version. That's fantastic. Thank you for the call, Gene. We appreciate you sharing that with us. And that sort of ties in with what I've said about how if we were to get the uh, the government out of, for instance, the radio business, as we were talking uh, briefly about last hour, Get the government out completely. People will all, oh, well, they'll say, oh, no, then uh, the music stations will start cursing on the air, and they'll be dirty, and that'd be awful. Well, if we let the marketplace work in a free market environment, then there would be services created, like the Christian radio service. The Christian stations could take a chunk of the band like they sort of already have the 88s or 87 to 90 megahertz or whatever, where you Close. typically find the Christian stations. Uh, they could take a chunk of bandwidth and release radios that only tune to that particular section of bandwidth. So you could have a car radio that won't tune the rock stations. You could have a car radio that will only tune the stations that you want to get. Or it could be some sort of a pay subscription service where it's digitally encoded, some sort of satellite Christian service. They have satellite Christian TV. Why wouldn't they have satellite Christian radio? Uh, hmm? I, they could, I, and even, they can. Even easier would be just a radio that uh, you know parents could tune out the stations they didn't want their kids to uh, Blocks. W- listen to. Blockable. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let the market decide. 800-259-9231. And let's jump into the email box. You got one about religion, since we're talking with uh, the Christian anarchist. What's this one about, Mark? Well, um, this one is from Chris. It says, Hey, Mark, I've been listening online for a few weeks. Politically speaking, I mostly identify with you. Don't worry, Chris. It's you and everybody else. But I'm really um, getting tired of hearing Christianity berated. It, take, it makes it uh, difficult to listen to the show. I can't say that a vocal majority um, who identify themselves as Christians haven't justly earned being berated. But I notice that you guys, Ian mostly, uh, moves fluidly back and forth between ad hominem and ad fontis uh, um, attacks. If it matters, my journey towards the libertarian position started by reading the transcript of a hero of mine who testified before the Senate against the formation of the Department of Education. He argued that it was contrary to the Constitution and the federal government had no business being involved in education. He was a minister in the Presbyterian Church and a professor at the seminary of, the, of Princeton University. His name was uh, G. Gresham Matchen. Not familiar with this gentleman. If you're interested in that cran- transcript, it's uh, you know as follows. A few years later, I read a biography of Dr. Matchen by another hero of mine, Dr. Daryl G. Hart, entitled Defending the Faith. His new secular faith is excellent, too. Um, There I learned that Matchin was much more of a libertarian than I had realized. If Free Talk Live had been on the air in the 1920s, you'd been singing the praises of Dr. Matchin much like you do Ron Paul. But he didn't fit the stereotypes that you and Ian call Christianity. He is considered a fundamentalist because he took the Bible literally and believed in the existence of the supernatural triune God. But the fundamentalists wanted nothing to do with him because he was opposed to the prohibition of alcohol and the government regulation of all other social ills. Good man, good man. Religiously um, so-called. Now, I say this um, all uh, not to bore you, but to plead with you to drive, not to drive listeners like me away. 
We are very few and extremely far between, but we are intelligent what's, Christians. What's driving them away exactly? Um, our berating of Christians. I don't berate Christians. I talk about how there are some good Christians out there, and there's some bad Christians out there. I try to temper my comments. I understand that there are Christians listening, and usually I will mention that fact. Uh, when I talk about Christians. We'll finish it up and uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, that's fine. 800-259-9231. This is your show. You can take control. It is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything, toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, including the archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there. Front page of the website for your downloading convenience. So enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. So we've, uh, we're in the middle of an email from yet another upset Christian listener who's, um, who thinks that I'm attacking all Christians when I say things um, on this, this show, when I, my position is that I usually make a habit out of uh, making the point that there are Christians of different viewpoints. Um, many of them are liberty-loving Christians who appreciate freedom, and many of them aren't. Um, a number of them are um, anti-freedom, pro-state Christians that I'm very frightened of. And, you know, as far as, as long as as you all are going to be lumped into the same group together, inevitably, I, I can see how you would be offended by me saying bad things about, for instance, the pro-state fundamentalist Christians. Uh, maybe you feel like you're being attacked at the same time, and I'm sorry you feel that way. Is that what he's saying? I think that's, I think that's what he's saying, and I, I've got to personally um, say that I have a bit of an axe to grind with Christianity in general. Um, but, you know, I probably should let it all go, but I, I feel fibbed, too, by uh, all the the people, you know, I, I went to a Christian school. I was, uh, you know, I, I, my, my mom was very into the church. She was a Sunday school teacher. And, and it just, um, you know, I was very into the church when I was younger. And it just, it just doesn't make any sense to me now. And I, so I've sort of, I probably take it out sometimes on Christians in general when, um, you know, the big government Christians that want to enforce their morality on us, mm-hmm. um, when they start, uh, you know, uh, when they're in the news. Right. And I try to use the terminology Pharisees as often as I can because nobody identifies with that. But um, the people that uh, the Christians that I'm, um, you know, that aren't for big government know that I'm talking about Christians that are the other guys. Jesus came to free us from the Pharisees as opposed to the Pharisees um, being those who want to control. Right. Others. They were essentially the big government religious zealots of the day. Got it. And that's who Jesus came to, you know, say, hey, you're you're talking a bunch of nonsense. Uh, this isn't what religion's about. So, um, but I mean, to be fair, I'm against organized religion in general. Um, I I would right, like to I'm, see it disappear from I the face of the earth. I think he's saying that it shows. 
Fine, it should show. Okay. I do a talk radio show about opinions. Um, of course it's going to show. And inevitably, Christians are going to get picked on the most because they're the most popular religion in America. Were it to be Muslims, I'd pick on them a little bit more often. Um, right, you know? there's, there's really no religion that even comes close to Christianity, um, if, is, assuming you include Catholics into, the, into right. that uh, number and when in America. I, and when I say I, I would like to see it abolished from the face of the earth, I mean on a voluntary basis. I'm not talking about some sort of war against Christians or anything like that. Um, um, not at all. I just want people to come to the realization that religion is a man-made construct created by men to control other men. That's why religion came about, and I think it's kind of despicable. And I'm not going to change my opinion for you. If you don't like that, then go somewhere else. Let me or call in it. and discuss it or write an email. Well, you know, that's what he's done. So let me finish with it. Um, I'm going to start at the beginning of this. He paragraph. has just as much right to be offended as a Muslim has a right to be offended as anybody else has a right to be offended about what I say on this show. Tough S. I, I wouldn't go that far. I, I understand where he's coming from. Um, he doesn't feel welcomed. And um, we should be welcoming all uh, If you love liberty, I welcome you. I, I work hand in hand with Christians here in New in, He's uh, telling in you how New he Hampshire. feels. And tough S is what he just got out of Yeah. Him. So I say that... Uh, well, no, that's if you don't understand what I say on this show, and that is that uh, I think religion is problematic. I appreciate those Christians that, that, that like liberty. Doesn't mean I'm going to love uh, religion as a result of them having similar belief system as I. I don't think he's asking for that. He's just asking for me to not talk about it. Pretty much. Sorry. Yeah, we really can't do a show without talking about it. Um, it's so integral Well, we go to... through shows without talking about right, it, but, but we, we can't mean do a show in general. Right, correct. I say all this not to bore you, but to plead with you, not to drive away listeners like me. We are very few and extremely far between, but we are intelligent Christians out there who believe that we what we believe for good reasons and don't want to impose an agenda on any of our neighbors. Think of it in the terms of Ron Paul's reasoning about interventionist wars. What would we want China um, would we want China to occupy the area where we live? No. And so we shouldn't do that to anyone else. What would um would you want to listen to a show that called Libertarians Wackos and Freaks? I doubt it. So why do you do that to a segment of your listening audience? Last thing, um, I heard a good objection from you about God commanding Israel to kill everything in AI. There's good answer to that. Some of us uh, are thoughtful enough to um, dialogue about it. So if you want to persuade people into joining the liberty movement, leave the subject of religion alone. Now, specifically, when I was talking about AI... Because religious people are so apparently thick-headed that they can't, uh, they can't see the message through the fog of an anti-religious uh, segment on a radio show. Is that what's going to kill their interest in liberty? Is because the, uh, the couple of the communicators who happen to be advocating it are also not necessarily in favor of their particular religion? If that's how shallow those people are, then, you know, I'm not really that interested in uh, converting them. If that's what he's saying... I'm, I'm interested, so shallow in, having, that they're I'm not interested even... in having him as a listener, and um, but you know, well, I want to address the, the issue of AI specifically. Okay. Um, when I mentioned AI, I was talking to a guy who was saying that Muslims are terrible sword wielding demons, sword wielding demons from hell. We must kill them all. And as an example, I showed him: look, Christianity can be misinterpreted by mendicants just as easily. Look at what God said about AI, mm. and it was. It's terrible. I mean, you look at what God said to do to AI, kill every man, woman, child, down to the sheep in AI. That's what he uh, prescribed. And it, it shows that uh, Christianity's got some parts that you can pull out a segment and make God look real bad. Sure. You can pull out a segment of, Muslim, of the, um, the Didn't Quran. Didn't God kill everybody at one point by flooding the earth? It's certainly That's worse. pretty awful. 
Um, and if you pull out, a, you know, this, these segments and look at them on their, you know, just those little segments on their face, they, it makes the religion look terrible. I don't think you can take Christianity out of context like that, and I don't think you can take Islam out of context. You know, like that. as soon as all the Christians go back and uh, go back into the closet where I believe it actually says in the Bible that their religion belongs, um, then you know we'll stop talking about them. But as long as the Christians, there are Christians out there that continue to advocate control by the state, rules and re- uh, r- uh, rules and regulations against freedom, then we'll keep talking about them. If there, as long as there are Christians out there like Fred Phelps and Jerry Falwell and all these anti-freedom Christians. They're going to keep getting talked about, and they're going to keep getting slammed. So why don't you talk to your fellow Christians and tell them to stop controlling others, and then we'll stop talking about their crazy ideas. How I about would, that? Uh, yeah, in your defense, in those cases of those gentlemen like Fred Phelps and uh, um, Jerry Falwell, those guys use their Christianity. At the, that's what they're basing their whole arguments on. So yeah. what, how are you going to argue against that um, without arguing against the forcing Christianity down people's throats and uh, you know religious zealotry and, and that kind of thing? I, I would have to agree on, in that particular um, circumstance. We're not trying. What I'm trying to say to um, to Chris here is we're not trying to, to drive away religious people that believe in freedom and liberty. Some of them, uh, some of them give money to this show. You heard Gene, the Christian anarchist, a few moments ago. He's a uh, contributor to and, Free Talk Live, and he does not agree by any stretch of the imagination with everything that we say. And especially I know when it, we're on the topic of religion. Right. I know it bugs him when we talk about Christianity, but he still understands that this is a valuable radio show spreading the message of freedom. And he manages to contribute to the show. And I'm sure he's not the only Christian amongst our ranks. He's just the only one that we know is a Christian. And there are definitely, definitely listeners out there that agree with us, that dislike religion. And so, therefore, they get something out of that segment. If yes, they, Mark, but the majority of Americans are Christians, and so we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't say anything bad about their religion. So if we chose not to uh, say anything to those, if we chose not to say anything that would offend anyone at all, we'd have no show at all. So you have to, yeah. those listeners... Um, that uh, b- b- don't believe in organized religion, well, they have to look beyond some of the other things we say. I don't have any idea what those things are, but some people disagree with my stance on evolution. I don't really believe that evolution is uh, necessarily uh, the, the full explanation of what happened here on uh, life on planet Earth. People look past that and support the show anyway. You know, Mark, most people believe in government. We shouldn't talk about. Uh, we shouldn't talk out against government on Free Talk Live. Could turn off some listeners. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control. A lot of people don't agree with having sex before marriage. We shouldn't talk about sexual issues uh, because there could be kids listening. You know what? This is Free Talk Live. You talk about what you want. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231 because if you're talking about something different, then we won't have a chance to talk about the things you don't want us to talk about, if that makes sense. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free. Enjoy those on us. If you like the show, then head over and shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that portal... Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase, so it doesn't matter if you're buying one of the products from their 41 categories of products, or even an online-only product like uh, their Amazon Unbox Movie Downloads, we get a percentage of it. Um, gift certificates, we get a percentage of that, those, too. I mean, it's all, even used items, we get a percentage of that. Amazon's got a great used section. Um, anyway, go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, get your shopping done, products delivered to your door, a great deal, free super saver shipping on a lot of items. And you help Free Talk Live at the same time. What could be better? Amazon.freetalklive.com. So we just finished up an email 
from a Christian listener who is concerned with the fact that we sort of down religion and, and specifically Christianity on, on this show. And there are certain reasons for that. Uh, right. We're not confronted every day with Zoroastrianism. We are confronted every day with Christianity. Right. And in many cases, a lot of the laws that the government is passing are advocated by Christian activist groups. The religious right, as it were. Right. Now, the Pharisees. And, and I've acknowledged time and time again that there's this certain subset of Christians out there that don't want anything to do with those other Christians. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're the good Christians. They're the ones that keep their religion to themselves unless asked about it. They're not the ones going around pounding on people's doors, harassing them to, you know, join up like I don't some even have Christians a problem do. with somebody um, pounding on my door and, and uh, you know, knocking on a door. My problem is, is when you implement your little rules into law. Right. And and so, again, there are reasons why Mark and I feel the way we do. We both come from Christian backgrounds. I was a Presbyterian for a long time. Mark, I don't know what your denomination was as a child. I'm an ethnic Methodist. Hmm, I don't know what that even means, but okay. Um what my family is. And so, you know, I was raised as as a Christian, and inevitably I, I had a lot of questions that the Christian people didn't really have very good answers for. And I kept asking those questions of myself and others, and, and inevitably led to logically to the position that Christianity is a bunch of bunk. And just because uh, there are going to be some people that are offended by me um, speaking my mind on the subject of religion in general doesn't mean that I should shut up about it. I understand that people will be offended. It's the nature of talk radio for some listeners to be offended. In fact, I would bet if you listen to this show for long enough, we'll offend you on some issue, whether it's religious-based or politically or just an opinion about, uh, you know, food that uh, we like that you don't or that we don't like that you, you know, you like. Bound to happen. Something is going to offend you on Free Talk Live. And if you're so thin-skinned that you can't take it, then go and tune into some, you know, Bible reading seminar. They've got that on the radio, too. 1-800-259-9231. Don't listen to a show that's going to question your belief system if that's what you don't want. Because we are, that's what I do. You know, I question, uh, I question long-held traditional belief systems. I'm an anti-traditionalist as well. I'm sure a lot of people out there like the idea of getting married. I think marriage is silly. Should, because most people think that the idea of marriage is wonderful and, and great, should I stop talking about my feelings about marriage? Come on. 800-259-9231. Here's I don't story. like it when I hear your, uh, mess- your, your opinions on marriage personally. You know, it offends me. Well, guess what? You've got a microphone open in front of you, yep. and anybody that doesn't like what we're saying should call in and say something about it. Come on, take us to task. We're, it's an open phone show. You can bring up anything. Uh, here's a story that a lot of um, zealotous, fundamentalist Christians that support laws against things they don't like would uh, be pretty happy with. And the story also upsets me. Adult film producer has been indicted on obscenity charges. This is an update on a story that I think we covered last year. An adult film star and producer from Altadena, this from the L.A. Times, has been indicted in Florida on federal obscenity charges, according to the U.S. Justice Department. The 10-count indictment, which was handed down two weeks ago and unsealed Thursday, accuses 50-year-old Paul F. Little of five counts each of mailing obscene material and transporting obscene material through an interactive computer system. I looked at the actual indictment, and they actually, they're charging him with one count each for each of the downloadable preview videos on his website. Okay. And one count each for um, some videos that he mailed out to a client. 
So they're just charging him, I mean, based on all this, the silliest of things. Because he had preview videos on his website, each one of those is, a, is an obscenity count, apparently. Okay. The indictment alleges that he, through his company, Max World Entertainment, distributed films to Florida that met the U.S. Supreme Court standards for obscenity. Little, who surrendered Wednesday as a nationally known director, producer, and star of adult films that are sexually graphic and depict severe violence toward women. Oof. The Justice Department said in announcing the indictment in a statement released Thursday, Little, who goes by the stage name of Max Hardcore, contended that the government was unfairly attempting, quote, to take away my home, my business, and my liberty for making fictional movies with consenting adults. Now, I've actually seen... A clip from one of this guy's movies. Was it violent? It's it's pretty uh, it's pretty extreme. Oh, uh, I mean, he calls himself Max Hardcore, and I'd say that that's a really accurate uh, term. Uh, it's pretty extreme. In fact, they go. You know, the um, problem with defending freedom is you end up defending people like this no, all the time. That, it's not a problem. I have no problem doing I it because I, I just I support liberty. It's difficult. Uh, the charges, let's see, he says, this is an absurd misallocation of federal resources, said his attorney, Jeffrey Douglas. Everyone in America understands that if you don't want to watch, you don't have to. Why can't the prosecutors understand that? Well, it's because the prosecutors don't believe in freedom and liberty. They have no interest in promoting liberty. They want to put people in jail cells for whatever reason. The charges against him come after two years, uh, after two, two years after federal agents raided his Altadena studios in an obscenity investigation. A Justice Department spokesperson, bureaucrat, said the prosecution was an outgrowth of, an, of the government's anti-obscenity initiative started under former U.S. Attorney General John Ashcroft. Whenever a new administration comes in and has to make a decision on what resources to put where, the spokesbureaucrat said, and one of the things they took a look at in 2001 was to investigate and prosecute these types of crimes because of the expansion of the Internet. What does that mean? Because the Internet was expanding, they decided it was time to crack down on certain types of pornography because the Internet was expanding? Well, was it because more people have the opportunity to see these movies now? or That's just kind of a lame explanation for the, the fact that they're just cracking down on people that they don't right. like. Somebody, somebody came in with a, uh, you know, a penchant for cracking down on porn and decided that that's what we're going to do, so that's right. what they did. Because it's hard to like this guy. It's hard to like Max Hardcore. He's a jerk. Um, you know, he does awful things on videotape. But the fact remains that the things that he does, he paid these girls to uh, to do. Uh, he paid them fairly well, I'm sure, to have the things done to them that are done in these videos. And it's not like there's any shortage of uh, violence and movies out there. I just watched Braveheart last night, and people are getting their heads and arms and all kinds of things. Ah, but this off. is sex and violence all at the same time, right. Mark. I, I I find that somewhat disturbing, but oh, it's very disturbing. His, his website is maxhardcore.com. It's still online, but the uh, the Justice Department actually is looking to take his websites from him. It actually doesn't go into that in this particular article, but they're looking to take from him his websites. They want to take all of the money that he's earned from selling his videos over the years. They want to take all of his production equipment. They want to take he, they want to take his whole livelihood essentially. This man's been in business for over a decade, uh, probably, I think, close to two decades, creating this hardcore porn that clearly people have an interest in buying. <laughs> if they didn't have an interest in it, he wouldn't have been so successful. If there weren't Americans around the country buying and watching this stuff, mm -hmm. this man would not have the business he has. But they're going after him because he's an easy target 
There are only so many producers of material like the stuff that he makes. Right. He has a niche market. And the porn industry isn't pr- probably isn't really interested in rallying to his defense. I think the porn sure. industry in general would rather say, okay, you, okay, we'll just go ahead and sacrifice Max Hardcore. You guys can have him. Uh, it's just all leave right. us alone. Yeah, we're fine over here with our regular porn. We're not gonna. D- d- you're not gonna do anything to us, are you? Oh no, no, we're just going after the the obscene stuff. Well, now Max Hardcore is considered obscene, but that just means that there's going to be a next step. They're going to go after someone else next if they're successful with prosecuting Max Hardcore. Now, the prosecution hasn't actually occurred yet. He's been indicted at this point. So we'll keep you up to date on the case. Max Hardcore has won in the past, but this sounds like it's the most serious of, uh, of situations that he's faced as of yet. And, of course... As we mentioned with the government before, there's no fiscal disincentive for the government to continue bringing these cases. They have unlimited funds for right. which to do this. You know, it's not like it, it's not like the prosecutor has to pay a fine when he when the uh, Max Hardcore has been found innocent. Right. They, you know, they, they just get their regular old paycheck and they just keep on going. There's right. no disincentive. So they're Whereas char- Max Card- Hardcore has to pay lawyers and stuff. Exactly. And apparently they can indict him based on any videotape that he sends out to somebody or DVD that he sends out to somebody. So even if these charges are dropped, as soon as he sells another video, there's another charge. So it's not double jeopardy because they can keep giving him fresh charges for every single time he uh, distributes his so-called obscenity. Why not? Oh, it's disgusting what's happening in this country. It's disgusting what's happening to our freedom of speech. And there are people out there that are cheering it on. It's Vinny in here with you. And Mark. We'll be back tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.